When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here this morning talking a little bit about the wide receiver room at Auburn. Does Auburn have a brewing issue in the wide receiver room? Y'all know we got to talk about it right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Are now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. Morning Drop Style. We're here. It is Wednesday, um, August 16th. August 16th. You got Ike Jones, Mike G in here this morning talking a little wide yeah. receiver. Um, let's go all the way back, Mike. Let's go all the way back to the spring. Mm. Heather Dinich makes a visit to Auburn's campus for some spring ball, spring Hello, practice, Heather. and says, Auburn fans, you may want to be patient with your wide receiver room. Wide receivers took a little offense to that. We had them here, did a fireside, and they were like, yeah, we bookmarked the tweet and all that kind of thing, bet, all that. Fast forward again. And we get to the first scrimmage. Coach Freeze says the wide receivers taking a big step. But today, they didn't show it. So the question is, do we have issues brewing for our wide receiver room? Uh, yeah. It seems as if, uh, first and foremost, I, uh, health is an issue. Yeah. Um, they are not a healthy room. Uh, now, it's been wildly, widely reported uh, that, uh, you know, we know that uh, Camden Brown has been struggling with some injuries. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Malcolm Johnson is still hurt. Like, he started to come back, um, re-injured uh, shoulder. Uh, and you've seen Mardner and Omari Kelly taking a lot of first-team reps as a right. result. So, um, Coy has been struggling with an injury, you know, since summer. Um, they're trying to nurse him back into health. Uh this this is going to be a problem because I've always felt that that room was more talented than most people gave them credit for. Um, however, they're not deep. Yeah. So they need those guys. And, you know, with the injuries just kind of piling up, they've got about, what, two weeks before the first game, just a little bit over two weeks. Uh, 16 days. It'll just be interesting to see if they can get healthy um, before that time. So uh, Hugh Freeze in the strength and conditioning staff, um, you know, the training staff, they have some work to do with these wide receivers uh, to try to get them healthy. I always question when I see a rash of injuries amongst a certain group about how things are going in training. They train as hard as they needed to. Like, you know, what's going on there? Uh, because um, 
when you have a bunch of non-contact injuries, Ike, uh, it could point to the fact that guys were training but not well-conditioned mm. or doing things that their body could not handle. Um, so it's important. It's important to have a good uh, training plan. You know, uh, it, it, it's funny. You know, Brian and I argued about this, like, literally, <laughs> it feels weird to say, years ago. Um, and I don't think he understood it. I think he understands it now. But you, 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 you lift weights and you train primarily to prevent injury. There's a primary reason one trains, right? Because when you're playing a sport like football, if you're not physically capable, you, you, you uh, are, are tough. You're going to get hurt out there. That's it. You need to be able to take a hit. <laughs> you need to be able to plant off that foot and explode multiple times without getting injured. These are very, very highly athletic moves that they're trying to pull off. I just, I just, I wonder that for these wide receivers, it's a little different at some of the other positions, but um, you know, for wide receiver, uh, it, it is tough to see this. Now, my last thing on, 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 on the guys, right. How, like with all these injuries, how important has Rivaldo Fairweather, mm. Luke Deal and Jay Fair become to this passing game? Like, I mean, those guys are becoming super important, if you ask me. Um, you've got a, a quick quick body. You've got two really big bodies to throw the ball at. Um, that should be fairly reliable outlets for these quarterbacks. And if they can get the ball to them, uh, that m- might be their fail safe until these guys catch up. I asked you, Freeze, about the run game and, and run-pass ratio. And he, he said pretty bluntly, teams just aren't going to let you run the ball straight at them. <laughs> I let you do that. You have to throw the ball, and you have to win on the outside. All guys we're hearing about that are hurt, I are on the outside. Yeah, there are guys on the outside. So my word, a few reasons words, not mine. He said, you know, to win in this league, you got to win on the outside, and all the guys on the outside are getting hurt. <laughs> so um, I hope that they can get healthy between now and the start of the season. But missing this time, well, you know, um, they need to be healthy by week one of game prep. Now, good thing they played UMass the first game. If you've got experienced right. guys like Coy and Camden have gone out there and done it, maybe you're not as worried as long as they know the concepts. But, man, taking those reps in practice is really important. So, uh, that we need them. We need them to, we need them to get healthy or this is going to be uh, an interesting-looking offense to me. One thing I will say in regard to the wide receiver room and the injury thing, I don't know, like... Is it possible, and I think, and, and let me state the affirmative that I think that it is possible, that we have guys in this room that are just injury prone, right? Like, Kayla Burton, let's be clear, has not been healthy since his senior year in high school, right? Yeah. Like, he was, he was hurt in high school. He got hurt at Ohio State. He's had a rash of injuries since he's been here. Uh, unfortunately, you can say the same thing about Malcolm Johnson Jr. He just kind of... Every year, he kind of has a little something that's hurting him. Um, Jair Shorter is a guy who's had injuries plague him his entire collegiate career thus mm-hmm. far. Um, Hamden Brown has seemed to just kind of have injury after injury after injury. It just seems as if there are some guys, unfortunately, that we have in this room that are just prone to getting injured. And I don't know if that is training or if it's just the way that their bodies are. Like some guys just are that way. We're going to take a look here at the wide receiver room and who we have in the room and just talk about what we've got going on. 
helps to get a visual of what's happening with the guys in the room. So we'll start here with Coy Moore, uh, 6'1", 198, junior. If you guys remember previously, a transfer from mm-hmm. LSU. Camden Brown, 6'3", 203, sophomore, big guy. Camden Brown is a big body receiver for sure. Jay Fair, everybody's favorite Jay Fair, not just Mike G's favorite. Get it understood. <laughs> Jay Fair, 5'10", 186, sophomore. Uh, Jarvarius Johnson, or, you know, I, I call him VAR. You know, I, I don't yeah, know VAR. Him VAR. VAR. Yeah, as Coach Free said that in the um, thing. I, I call him VAR. It's like everybody calls him VAR, man. Uh, 5'10", 167, wow. Senior. Uh, Nick Martiner, 6'6", 206, senior. Caleb Burton, 5'11", 171, redshirt freshman. Shane Hooks, 6'4", 191, a senior. Jair Shorter, 6'2", 209, senior. Malcolm Johnson, Jr., 6'1", 193, junior. And Omari Kelly, 6' foot even, 187, sophomore. So not pictured here on this graphic just because I didn't have room and... Uh, I normally would put everybody, but I was going to have to make a second page and I was being kind of lazy are the walk on guys. So I will mention them, though. They're not on the graphic. Jackson Billings, 5'10", sophomore, 187. Cassidy Woods, 6'3", 205, senior. Uh, Never even heard of Cassidy Woods. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Then we have Trent Mason, 6'1", 190, also a senior. Will Upton, 5'9", 177, freshman. Jake Cruz, 5'10", 182, redshirt freshman. Colby Stafford, 5'11", 179, redshirt freshman. And Whit Johnson, 5'11", 178, redshirt freshman. Uh, But these are the guys that are on the graphic who likely will comprise the vast majority of the snaps for Auburn this season. Thoughts on this room and potential starters, potential Breakout guy. I mean, we know your thoughts on Jay Fair, but some of the other guys here that will be forced into starting duty, you know, we've already talked about because of injury, but guys that we know we're going to need to see some reps from and some productivity from. Uh, It's kind of nice to see guys 6'2 or taller (laughs) on the roster. Um, Auburn has not had a ton of height at wide receivers. So, you know, Hooks and Martiner obviously stand out. Uh, You and I have seen Martiner in person. Right. Like, I mean, he's a talk. He's a big kid. Um, yeah. Camden Brown, you know, at six, three, uh, uh, I've been hearing hooks is a problem. As a matter of fact, um, during the first scrimmage, he got tackled at the one mm-hmm. just short of a touchdown, but he's been giving people problems in practice. So I'm expecting to see, uh, quite a bit of him, uh, Caleb Burton, obviously being, being, being hurt, you know, neutralizes him a little bit. Um, but you know, shorter six two two oh nine is big. There are some that believe that uh that Auburn has some really good jump ball guys mm-hmm. this year. Uh Hooks is one of those guys, one of those guys you can just throw the ball up to and he'll go get it. Uh so, so I'll be <laughs> that's I don't know. Like I said, I don't know that we've seen a ton of that, Ike. Uh over the last few years. Somebody who would just go up and get the ball. I, I don't know if we've seen a ton of that. Um, no, Seth Williams was probably the last guy on Auburn's team that you could say, hey, throw it in the area code and he'll try to go up there and get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but outside of that, you haven't seen a ton of it, no. Yeah, I, it's just been smaller guys. I mean, I think Sammy Colts was kind of in that mold. 
He definitely had the build of that for sure. Right. That we the, the way that we were throwing the ball during Sammy's time here, though, he didn't get a lot of opportunities to go do that. He made some spectacular catches in traffic, but it wasn't really jump ball like we're going to throw the fade route to Sammy Coates type of thing. You didn't see that sort of thing from him. Yeah, some of the other better receivers like Stove and um, Marcus Davis and um, uh what was the guy's name? Darius Slayton. I mean, they were smaller receivers, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, they weren't Ryan very tall. Davis. Yeah, just small guys, man. And you need taller guys. I think uh, Hugh Freeze talked about catch radius a lot in the spring. Um, and so if you look at that, um, you have to look. Marner's been taking a lot of reps with the ones. That can't be understated. Uh, this spring so far, because of the injuries, uh, he's been taking a lot of reps. So you hope that, you know, transfer from Cincinnati, you hope he makes the next step. Uh, certainly. Uh, and then you've got Jay Fair, who will be uh, probably working out a lot out of the slot. Um, he's got the speed to take the top off. Um, they've called him electric, uh, both with their words and via graphic. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I think that there's talent in this room. Now, I know Heather said that fans need to be patient. But. Uh, these guys just need to perform to a routine level, I think, to help this running game. So you know, we have gotten so used to the standard being kind of like the spectacular play that we see from the top, like five or six teams in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, but those guys usually have elite passers throwing the ball to their receivers. Um, and what you need is most of the time, I'll tell you, with a run game, like with a running back room like Auburn has, I think that if you can just throw the ball enough to keep defenses honest, to make them have to think about it. This is why Robbie Ashford is was always going to be a factor in his quarterback race, I think, is, is because his athleticism adds another dynamic that helps keep defenses honest. So if they decide... To, to pin back their ears and come after you. And they make a mistake and he and he sees it. Uh, there are so many options. He's the, he can dump it off. He could hit, he could burn you deep, right? Or he can take off himself. All those right. things are problems for a defense. But you hope that where he has worked on his game is being able to get that ball out quickly. Recognize, you know, recognize the blitz, find the open spot in the defense and deliver the ball on time. Uh, so that these receivers can catch the ball in stride and do work. You know, Jay Fair is a guy that if you get the ball to him in stride, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get upfield. He's gonna get upfield a few more yards than where he caught the ball every single time. So uh, I like this room. Now I know we're talking receivers, but uh, they also will be throwing the ball to Luke and Rivaldo, and both those guys mm-hmm. are having excellent camps as well too. So you know, you know, maybe that's the fail safe here. Like if you know receivers are still an issue where they go to the tight ends a lot, you know I I know Hugh Freeze is going to want to push the ball up the field no matter what, and um, obviously uh, Philip Montgomery has a history of doing so as well. Mm-hmm. So they're going to find similarly to what I said about quarterback about how they were like, you know, hey, I don't I don't think they're going to settle for just not being able to do what they need what they want to be able to do. They're going to run their system. And at receiver, if they don't have guys who can step up and do do what they need to do, I think they're going to keep rotating out and they're going to lean on Marcus Davis. Give us the guys. Give us a combination of guys that can do this to do what we want to do. So 
Uh, there are going to be multiple guys, I think, that get a chance um, everywhere in this offense. Everywhere but, you know, uh, Jay Ferris spot. <laughs> um, and Javaris. Uh, Javaris is dealing with injury, mouth injury as well, too. Now, we, yeah. didn't even, we didn't even mention that. Uh, Hugh Freeze mentioned that at the last presser that he's he's dealing with a mouth injury. So, like, oof, man, it's just a lot. It seems like a lot. Like, I mean, think about this. Coy, Camden, Javaris. Malcolm uh, and Caleb all dealing with injuries. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's half this list. Yeah. And so, I mean, with Coy Moore, he is back out on the practice field now. Um, Camden Brown seems like he's still got a ways to go before he's ready to go back out there and practice. VAR situation is one that is, fortunately, you know, it was his chin area and it's not something in his extremities or that will prevent him from actually running and taking reps. He just can't wear a, mm-hmm. uh, a chin strap uh, for right now so he can go um and run routes, he'll still be able to be available by week one. Caleb, again, he's had the nagging injury situation. Don't really know what the situation is with him. Malcolm's still dealing with some shoulder stuff that he was dealing with over the summer. Um, Hooks and Shorter are working themselves in pretty well, and Omari Kelly is there. So um, first six to eight guys is really what they're looking to try to get. And to Mm. your point, if half of this list isn't available – you don't have that, right? If you've got Camden Brown, uh, what I would expect by the t- by UMass game is Coy Moore is back. VAR will be back. And Caleb Burton will probably be available, but on limited duty. So right. you're looking at Camden Brown potentially not being able to play game one. Maybe he suits up and they'll make it a game time decision. Uh, but they're 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 kind of monitoring that right now to make sure that they don't push because you let's let's be clear you should be able to beat UMass without Camden Brown. Oh, right? yeah, facts. But you want Camden Brown to be in your rotation by the time you get to Texas A and M. So let's not rush him back. Um, and Caleb Burton again, he'll probably be available. Everybody else on this list, Malcolm and Camden are probably the only ones that are dealing with injuries. Who I would say have any shot at not playing at UMass because of the injury situation. So you'll have most of these guys available, but the problem is what you stated, Mike, is that the reps aren't happening in practice Mm -hmm. and we were already seeing missed assignments and miscommunication between wide receiver and quarterback uh, in practice now. So you have to be able to rep that stuff more. And if they're not there for those reps, then it's not going to be better by the time you get to an actual game. There's no way to get that better without repping it more. Um, and making sure you're seeing what I'm seeing and how I run this stop route and all this kind of things are going to align with how you're throwing it. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a work in progress, I think, uh, game one. And we're going to see a lot of stuff that doesn't look pretty. But I, I have faith that they're going to get it together. Because, again, to your point, I don't think Coach Hugh Freeze is going to let us go out there and just look sloppy. They're just going to be like, all right, we're, we're going we're gonna to switch this up and go to plan B. And then if that's not working, we'll go to plan C. And I think plan B and C will be, we'll change the routes up a little bit and then we'll change the personnel a little bit, but somebody's going to get out here and rep this right. 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 Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, man, I mean, Javaris's experience, I think if you're Hugh Freeze is attractive, um, in light of depending on how much attrition you still have come game one. Yeah. Um, so you got the guy who's been working, you know, super hard in Jay Fair. You got Javarius. Is there some combination of them, the tight ends? Like, I, I just would be so interested to see what what they put if if what players are available 
kind of affect the formations that they put out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably going to be the most interesting thing is seeing how we line up and how often we line up and what they, if optimal, they would want to line up in, especially with the personnel groupings that we're going to be trying out there. Yep. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Uh, We'll start with a chat from Really Cozy who says, y'all think Koi gets a lot of playing time when he returns. What do we feel about the playing time for one Coy Moore on his return to the field? Yeah, it's just it's experience. Um, I just wonder if when he re- if he's once he's at full speed, how well are the other guys playing? Yeah, and I think that'll factor in. You hate seeing guys lose their job to injury, but it happens. Right. So you know, I'm rooting for Coy. I like Coy a lot. I just you know, like you've got to you've got to go with the, the high end. So. You know, injuries usually represent an opportunity for somebody to step up into the role. Um, and I think that's what will happen here. Somebody's going to get an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, it's going to be more about how they do with that opportunity as to whether or not Coy is going to get a shot. I do think that because of how intelligent Coy Moore is as a player, that he's going to get his opportunities to go in and play. They're going to they're want to rotate guys. And I just don't know that we found a combination of nine guys because Coy would have to be the ninth guy that would put us in a position where he wouldn't get an opportunity to play. If he's going to be in that top eight, then he's going to get a shot. And when he gets out there, I think that he's going to be in the right spot. It's just about him making the catches uh, when they're coming his way and then making a play when he gets an opportunity in the open field. And I think Coy has the ability to do all of the above. AU alum jumps in and says, poor Malcolm Johnson Jr., that kid can't stay healthy. Yeah, man. Listen, it's it's a too common of a story that you see in college football. Um, super talented, all, the right attitude, the right work ethic, just unlucky. You know, a lot of shoulder injuries are unlucky. You know, they're, they're really unlucky. Uh, so uh, hopefully, you know, he finds a path back because the coaches still really like every coach that's coming in. I love Malcolm Johnson. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. So he works his butt off. Yeah. Uh, yeah willing man. blocker, physical guy, and fast feet. You just, you, you can't say enough about a guy who's just fast. Still the fastest and, guy on the team, according to his fellow receivers. <laughs> yes. And, so. and he's definitely got the ability to take the top off uh, the defense, but uh, you got to be out there on the field for that to matter. Mm-hmm. As I say, the best ability is availability. Uh, Bo Hunter says, War Damn Eagle, 17 days, 6 hours, 50 minutes until you massacre. Is that what we're uh, titling the first game? The <laughs> I, you massacre? I'm with it. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Definitely in anticipation of game one, a lot of things will be, we can stop, we can stop wondering what will happen and we can talk about what has happened at that point in time. Uh, Daniel Owen jumps in and says, if we have a lacking wide receiver room for whatever reason, does that push them to make Robbie the starter and then lean towards the run slash play action? Good question there, Daniel. What are your thoughts, Mike G? Mm. 
I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not ready to call that yet. I don't. Yeah, I'm not ready to call that yet. Um, so we'll see. Um, because you don't know they're lacking until you put them out there. And yeah. see how I mean, he said, he's saying if they are, if they're lacking, if there's an issue with the wide receivers, is that going to push Hugh Freeze to say, we'll go with Robbie and, and try to run more of the RPO uh, read option stuff? I don't think that's his preference. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, so my maybe. answer would be, I think that Coach Freeze is going yeah. to figure out a way to throw the ball because he realizes he needs to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to force the issue there personally, but we'll see. And I, Again, I've been asking this question. I've asked it directly to him. And he has defaulted to the fact that they need to be able to throw the ball. So, so we'll see. Brian jumps in and says he understood your point. He just disagrees with, with your points. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Every <laughs> athlete and trainer and coach <laughs> agrees with me. Science agrees with me. <laughs> Literally. You're flattered to throw this one. <laughs> <laughs> AU alum 94 says the summertime injuries uh, the summertime injury stuff so is this weight room injuries um uh, no I don't think so not weight room injuries yeah, I, yeah I don't think any of these guys sustained any injuries while training um I think that what happened with well so let's be clear I don't know that anybody sustained an injury during the summer I think some folks got injuries during the fall that lingered throughout the summer, which prevented them from getting proper training during the summer. Um, and then some folks got injuries literally week one of fall camp. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I don't think that there's any weight room injuries on this wide receiver list. Uh, I mean, some of these guys that we're talking about that were injured weren't even here for summer workouts, right? Like Caleb right. Burton wasn't even here for a full summer workout program. Um, hooks and uh, shorter got here with some nagging injury stuff. So they didn't go through a full summer workout program. So yeah, none of these injuries sustained during summer weight room stuff, but uh, some stuff has been lingering and nagging with some of these guys. Yep. Uh, Philip Hall jumps in and says, been waiting on Brown to take the next step. Camden Brown's a guy who I think a lot of people are excited about. Uh, Got to have the opportunity. And are hoping that he's ready. Yeah, you got to have the opportunities. They just, they have nobody... Nobody's gotten enough receptions to take the next step in anything, right? Because they threw the ball so poorly last year that it was, I mean, it was tough, man. Playing receiver was tough last year. And, you know, staying motivated with as little as they threw the ball. So, uh, you know, hopefully they've solved that to some extent uh, this year and there'll be more opportunities. The, the, the wide receiver room certainly feels like there are going to be more opportunities in this new system. They're excited about it. Um, but you still got to have somebody deliver you the ball. <laughs> so right. that's where you hope, uh, again, uh, Thorne comes in and raises the floor and, you know, Robbie Ashford has improved his game. Yeah. And, but, the, but again, I think to, to the, again, an earlier point that you made, the tight end room being capable pass catchers. Like we don't talk about, we haven't talked about the tight end room in its totality yet, mm -hmm. but I mean, you could trot out, five guys in that tight end room that could be viable pass catchers and really cause problems for defenses. Uh, Rivaldo Fairweather just kind of seems to be the, the standout, just amazing athlete of that group, but don't sleep on the other three or four guys that are behind him in the depth chart in their ability to go out there and not necessarily make the same kind of plays, but pose threats to the defense in the passing game. All right. uh, 94 AU alum says, I see four big guys who are the elite Speed guys. 
Jay Navar. Uh, yeah. Uh, if he's healthy, Malcolm is going to be yeah, a speed, yeah, guy. speed guy. Yeah. Amar- Amari is fast. a he's speed fast. guy. Yeah, he's fast. Um, so, yeah, those are your speed guys. Yeah, and I think outside of that, you're going to have some guys who are fast but not elite. Not elite but, speed, yeah. Yeah. TK jumps in and says that DJ James said hooks is the biggest problem. I've heard this consistently and from... I mean, that's high praise from DJ, but um, it's I've heard this consistently from other positions as well, too. Multiple players from multiple different positions have told me directly Shane Hooks is going to be a problem for this league. And that is exciting. That's exciting. So, um, you know, one of the transfer guys coming in and and making an impact in that way is, is, is really exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the Shane Hooks film. If you guys are members of the War Report, the watch the film is up on Shane Hooks. We might have a public one that's on him, but you see from Shane Hooks' athleticism. He is an athletic kid who can go out there and make some wild plays, just leaping ability, um, tenacity in the open field, making guys miss or breaking tackles. His only issue that I saw was just occasionally he would be a little lazy in some of the stuff that he was doing, but he's familiar with a system like this. So he should be able to get up to speed a little bit more quickly, but I am looking to see or looking forward to seeing how he pays dividends because that's the reason why we brought him in, right? Like they wanted to get more depth on the outside and Shane Hooks, I think provides us that um, in someone who can just go out there and make plays. Let's just get him the ball in space and see what he can do. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that come to fruition on a Saturday very soon in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Bo Hunter jumps back in and says, just don't want to see receivers choosing wrong option routes, causing interceptions. Mm, it's been a problem. Um, communication between quarterback and receiver has been a problem, certainly. Uh, and unfortunately, we've heard this coach talk about, you know, guys lining up and doing some things not so great this camp. So get that ironed out before game one. It's time. Yeah. Get yeah and a, a lot of it, man, this offense, though, we talked to wide receivers and they talked about how it's more simple as far as you're not doing a bunch of rigid route tree stuff where it's like this is the route that you have to run. So it's like this complex. The complexity is really in the call, right? Like we're going to go and we're going to line up and we're going to call, you know, first thing they're going to call is formational stuff. And then they'll call the protection. Like it's going to not going to be this extensive long. They're running fast, but it's going to be, we need to know where we need to be lined up, what our split needs to be based upon what the formation is and the package that we are we're in. And then it's post route reading of what the defense is doing and understanding, are they in zone or are they in man? Do I need to sit this route down or do I need to continue this route? Do I need to take it up field? I don't know how many options they're presenting them with on a given route, probably just two to keep it simple. Uh, But that's where the thinking man's game comes in of like understanding where you need to be and then understanding how this route needs to be run against this coverage and you and the quarterback seeing the same thing. And that's where the receivers kind of have to, it's studying film, man. It's understanding what's coming up against you and how certain teams are, are trying to attack you. Um, and some of them are struggling with it. Let's be clear. They're just struggling with the assignments portion of this. You can play fast, but be playing fast and playing wrong don't help you. Yep. Uh, let's see here. 
Eric Montgomery jumps in and says, is the War of War making any hype videos? I haven't seen any for 2023. This is what a Mike G question if there ever was one. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we need highlights. <laughs> and uh, there were a ton of them last year. So um, I'll be going back through the film here in the next couple of weeks and seeing what we can put together. Uh, we actually put together two very good motivational pieces last year. Uh, if you guys didn't hear the one that I voiced over, it was it was really good. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see if there's something that we can, we can get together, uh, for this season to, to get the guys inspired and ready to go. But, uh, that's probably one of my favorite things that we do. For sure. We'll, we'll see what we can do to get you guys some hype videos to get you ramped up for the season. Anyway, we are out of here until tonight. War Eagle. Peace. Peace.